Yo, that shit took a lot. It did, but it was so simple once we got it. Words of mother. Well, since we just the first podcast, how should we do the introduction since it's a late night joint? Should we do it like Quiet Stone voices? Like, yeah, this your boy Young Weeds. <laughs> nah, fuck out of here. <laughs> Niggas gonna be like, gay? Like, the fuck are these motherfuckers in Yo, boy, one time we did a podcast, right? Just gotta get into it real quick. We did a podcast, right? So we was talking about, like, uh, the topic of the podcast was, like, you know, basically talking about how we need to embrace the gay community and shit like that, right? So we have a whole conversation. It's me siphoning nigga Trav. So now we at the end of the episode. So we like, yo, we need to come up with a with a name of it. But we stopped recording. This is why you're supposed to never stop recording. Son, so we trying to come up with names. The nigga Sife dead ass serious. The nigga stops like, yo, the flavors of the black man. Yo, boy, we go, what? He like, yeah, name the episode, the many flavors of a black man. Boy, we gave that nigga so much hell. Yo, niggas laughed for like five minutes straight at the nigga just cracking a joke. Like, nigga, what the fuck you talking about, nigga? This ain't no LGBTQ community fucking podcast, nigga. Even though it is. It's accepted by everybody. But that was Concrete Combos. This is Late Nights with your boy from Mate. Matter of fact, introduce yourself, my nigga. What's going on? What's going on, my people? This is Mr. Mate. Mr. Oh, oh, no, I was just adding on to the spice. Mr. Fucking Made is in the building. Oh, yeah, yeah. The host of Made Motivation. Yes, my boy has a podcast. It's called Made Motivation. And you can definitely still catch that on Anchor and every anywhere else that you listen to podcasts, actually. That's what yeah. makes Anchor so dope. Yeah, everywhere. You even catch me on, uh, on IG. Y'all catching it? Give him your IG, boy. IG is Mr. Mr. Underscore Made Underscore. And in case y'all niggas don't know me, I'm your boy Young Weeds. I'm from Concrete Combos, where we just talk about a bunch of, you know, a bunch of relevant shit, I guess. And I'm still working on it because I've been bullshitting on it. But I'm picking up my man Sigmar as a co-host. So, you know, things about to pick up and get back to where it should normally be. Well, obviously, we're doing this podcast because it's late nights for Young Weez and your boy Seymour. And because we both, let's just give him a little backstory. We both work the same job. We bust our ass for the same company to make pennies. Yeah, and while we should... Yeah, you got to let them know uh, we're both from East New York, right off the front. We're up in the same neighborhood. The same just co-worker. Yeah, that's a fact. I'm talking as if these motherfuckers know us. You right. <laughs> it's deeper than that. We grew up in the same neighborhood, East New York. I was on the workman's side, and same on. I mean, matter of fact, we was both on the workman's side. I was on nah. the Pennsylvania side. Same. No, was we was on the Stanley side. side. I was on the Stanley side too. Remember, big building that shit on Workman and Stanley. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the only difference is I lived on Pennsylvania side. Uh, same. I lived on Van Sickle side. I know y'all yeah. thinking like, what the fuck is that? It is nothing. It's like a block away from each other. Literally. Yeah, literally. And only one block goes in between. Matter of fact, Van Sicklin. Nah, it is. Vermont go between them. One block. Yeah, just one block. So we started doing this podcast tonight because me and Seymour, we always have like dope, interesting conversations because we at work all goddamn night and we ain't got nothing else to better to do. 
So we thought we'd bring our audience in. And tonight we was talking about, you know, colorism and basically how Seymour trying to prove to me that his wife is black. Go ahead, Seymour. <laughs> well, yeah, there's no other way to put it. She's Costa Rican and Cuban, but she's black. You mean the color of her skin is black? Yeah, the color of her skin is black. Okay. So that's the point. That's the point. And she identifies as an Afro-Latina and has for years. Way before the Madela Negra blow up on Love and Hip Hop. Oh, you mean before it got popular? Way before it got popular. Way you see, before it because got I know your wife too. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to her. She's a queen. I always fucked with her ever since we was in the hood. But I have to say, when we was in the hood, I've never ever heard her identify herself as an Afro Latina. It's always been, I'm Cuban, B. She, she really says she's Cuban. Really? No, I'm just fucking oh, around with that. That was a little, just a little troll. <laughs> just a little troll. But yeah, see, uh, I didn't know until like we didn't really have those conversations until after we got together about shit. So when you ago. got with her, which was about ten years ago, what did you think she was? Honestly, I thought she was black. Like I didn't even know she was of Hispanic descent. Come on, the gold tooth didn't give it away. I, I, I thought Panamanian. But ah, that's racist. Niggas no. is bad racist. <laughs> initially, which Panama is actually the cousins of Costa Rica. They like right next door. You can drive there. Yeah, but you thought it because of the gold front? The yeah, one gold cap? Yeah. All the, uh, Panamanians Panamanians got that shit. <laughs> yeah, they got that shit a lot. But to be, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's where she got her, uh, the two pumps. From Panama? The, the, the gold is from Panama. Oh, so she out here swagger jacking. You see what I mean? This is this now this is what I'm talking about. Like you gotta pick a side, man. You can't be black, yeah, it's a, it's Cuban, Spanish, and Panamanian. It's a part of her culture. It's not swagger jacking, that's a part of the culture. Yo, this, my whole thing is this, Sam. Why motherfuckers wanna be black so bad? Don't they realize it's not easy being black? It's not. It's not. But I don't think anybody wants to be, just be black so bad. But not to mention, being black is cool. As hard as it may be, it's the coolest shit in the world. I wouldn't want to be in the other race. I mean, I think that's only because we got, like, the coolest stereotypes, you know what I mean? Big dicks and all that good nah. shit. <laughs> nah, we trendsetters. Nah, that's why I love being black, you know what I mean? We I'd have been mad if my dick was pink and small. Look at, I'm pretty sure I would have been too. And anybody else with that situation, I'm pretty sure they on that. Looking like a pigtail and shit. But uh, but yeah, being black, it is cool. Despite, despite some of the hardships. And the being black is the best shit in the world. And, and honestly, the hardships are really only right here in the U.S. Nah, that's not true. Now, let me not say that's not true because I have never been abroad. Hood nigga shit. Hood nigga shit. Hood <laughs> nigga shit. Niggas ain't I, never been nowhere. I haven't been, I haven't been many places, but uh, abroad. But I've been places. No, I haven't been. Oh, uh, the furthest I've ever been is Puerto Rico. That's why it was actually funny. I was actually talking to my fiance earlier about I got to go get a passport. So I'm going to do that. 
uh, you know, next week when we get paid. I could do it this week, but I just like seeing that I got a lot of money, so I don't want to spend it. So make makes it work me, for you. Makes me we're feel good just to see it. We're not, we're not going to get into that tonight. We get into whatever, nigga. This is our shit. But, um, so, 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 let me ask you this then, um, because, you know, I think it's dope being black. Obviously, your wife, she want to be black, so she think it's dope. She is. <laughs> yeah. So, all jokes aside, though, um, how you feeling about the Minister Farrakhan ban? I know they banned two other people. I don't know those other people. I'm uh, familiar Alex with Jones. the minister. Alex Jones. I Who is that? About, he is... Well, what he's mainly known for is, you know, the school students. She would say that they were they were fake. So, so like the Columbine student and all that, he was uh, not not the Columbine one. It was another one. I forgot what it was. But he's really known for that, saying it was fake. It was fake. Um, so, so hold on, hold on. Before you go into anything else, they put Farrakhan in the same boat as that nigga. Yeah, see, but this guy, he it, it, he goes beyond that. Like, he, he definitely goes way beyond that. But that's just the stigma that they put on him um, because, at the time, that was the popular topic. And so they, it's not the first time they banned, they banned him from other platforms as well. And he, okay. he has a lot to say. He's, he's, not, uh, he's not biased. I listened to a couple of... Uh, more than a couple. Of his, um, his show... His is he white or is he black? He's white. Oh, he white? Fuck that nigga then, nigga. We spending our time to talk about Farrakhan, nigga. Yo, we ain't talking about no crack-ass crackers, bro. We talking about Farrakhan. Fuck that nigga, nigga. He gonna have his people stand up for him anyway. Uh, no, it's actually his people that was banning him. <laughs> so you saying, you saying he's like a, he's like an honorable nigga? I wouldn't say an honorable nigga, but I would say not someone you could just disregard that easily. Okay. Okay. I feel you, but fuck him, because he's white. We talking about Farrakhan, you know what I mean? Give a fuck about no white people getting banned from social media. Them niggas need to get banned from the country. Hot takes. There we go. But what, I, uh, what I feel about that, uh, Farrakhan being banned, I think it is very unfair, very unjust, very unconstitutional. I think it's fucking great. Nah. Let me tell you why. Let me explain why I think it's great. Right? Mm-hmm. Farrakhan, I may not agree with everything about him. You know what I'm saying? But the right. one thing I do agree with is that he is a brother that is about uplifting the, uh, you know, our community, the black community. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I respect him for that. And not only is he about it, he puts in a lot of work. You know what I'm saying? And he's changed a lot, a lot of brothers' lives especially black men, you know what I mean? He changed a lot of brothers' lives. So I respect him for that. And I, I feel like this is excellent. This is excellent because for me, like, you know, I don't know if you saw my Instagram this morning, but okay. I love shit like that, bro. Like, to me, that, that all they did, Farrakhan is Farrakhan. He gonna be that nigga regardless, whether he's dead or alive. But now they, they just really, really magnetized who the yeah. fuck he is, you know what I'm saying? So if somebody wasn't familiar with him, the band is now going to make them be like, well, don't, sorry, people, we are at work, you know what I mean? I just don't, I want y'all to be mindful, so y'all going to hear a little chatter sometimes in the background. 
But to me, it just magnified him. And it made me feel good. If that bitch don't shut up. Repeat that. I said, and it made me feel good as a black man to know. And I've always known, but I just feel like these niggas are still shook. You know what I mean? And that made me feel good to know, like, we still instilling fear in these crackers. Because for a minute, once Trump got an office money, I ain't going to lie. I didn't feel like they were scared no more. All right. But, um, I don't think it's fair on it. I don't huh? think it's... I don't think it's that fair. Fear is more of a matter of who are they going to get to do their work now. It's not a matter of fear. It's a matter of money. Meaning who who, who going to get to do their work now? What do you mean by that? Right. Well, in the U.S., we started out as slaves, right? Mm-hmm. Just, just in the U.S. But now that narrative is starting to change. The, what the, 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 that we were slaves narrative? No, no, not that we were slaves narrative. That's that's always going to be in the U.S. That's what it was. That's what it was. That's what it kind of still is. But we had Modern no, day. we had no, we had unity once the uh, slavery so-called ended, um, and then it broke back. So now that that's broke, it was broken. They've been able to work on the same plan all this time. Now we are coming up with our own resources. So now that oh, we can't control them the way we used to. Excuse me. Can't control them the way we used to. So now we actually got to do the work ourselves. Okay, so Ben and Farrakhan helps them be able to do the work. Ben. Nothing like Dr. King, so let's not let's not. Hold on, I said Dr. King whole thing was equality. So Farrakhan don't want equality. That nigga wants us to have our own. He doesn't. He doesn't want equality. But eventually Dr. King said the equality part started. It was they hated it, so they had to get rid of him. Not to mention he started realizing that it's more. It was more than equality. It was economic. As soon as he starts speaking economics, which is what Firefox speaks about the most now, they took him out. So to take Firecon out is going to be just a little bit harder because he has his own security and there are more cameras around. It, it's not, everything isn't just as controlled as it once was. Um, back then, where everybody everybody didn't have a camera, everybody has a cell phone now, so everybody's always recording. You don't know who's gonna catch what. You ready for this hot take? I'm ready. You sure you ready for this hot take? I'm always ready. Like man, I told you earlier, I respect Farrakhan, but I don't fuck with everything he do. Right? Right. So let's just do this. What if this is all a ruse? to actually help him get more power and actually get more people behind him because 
if if we really gonna go hot take, Muslims don't kill me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just talking about shit. But uh, Louis the Menace, the Louis Menace, Menace. Farrakhan, uh-huh. Farrakhan, to, and, and this is just my opinion, and it's definitely a hot take. But he's the reason why Malcolm X died. You know what I mean? You played a part in that. You know what I'm saying? And I felt like with Malcolm X dying, that was a plus for the white people, not the Islamic nation. Uh, I, I I couldn't agree or disagree. I, so, all I know I've heard no, it. you 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 just you just chill. Let me do some talking because I don't, I don't want us both to get taken out. Because you know if I go, just hold my kids down. Everything good. You know what I mean? <laughs> Because I know these niggas don't play with shit like this. But just keeping it all the way real, I feel like he played a, a huge part in Malcolm X getting killed. I felt like meeting with um, Malcolm's family later on in their life was, mm-hmm. uh, it was commendable because I felt like if I knew I was responsible for your dying and I realized you dying wasn't even worth me putting that out there because you wasn't really spitting no venom. You was just going by what we was really taught. Because if you know the story on why Malcolm had, like, beef and with the Islam Nation and all this shit, because he basically exposed um, Elijah Muhammad right, for being a fraud, you know what I mean? Well, not a fraud, but for, for not practicing the religion how he makes everyone else practice it, pretty much. And he was fucking little bitches or whatever. Okay. So... You know, that's just a hot take. Like, maybe they did the whole shut Farrakhan thing down to make black people stand behind him to make us feel like, you know what I mean? Like, so when they give him the rights to be back on social media, he could give a big speech, rile us up, but then we're still being controlled in some form or fashion. Because I feel like... So you feel the ploy is make it seem like they shut him up let him back on, and his message, once he's back on, is to redirect everyone? Yep. Uh, I don't know. Because Farrakhan, Farrakhan be talking spicy, boy. Like, he do his speeches. He riled black people up. And that's all good. You know what I'm saying? I'm not acting like what he say is not valid and shit like that. It brings things to the table. He has done a lot of great things. I said, I probably... And not the person who should be speaking on Minister Farrakhan. I will say that. But this is our podcast, so I'm going to say what the fuck I want to say. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But I got to be real about shit because, you know, I looked into Malcolm X and I looked into his story. I, I, you can still look. Well, you probably can't look now because they don't ban them from social media. But I seen the hate speeches. Nah, they didn't ban him from, they just banned him from Facebook. He's still on YouTube and Google and all the other stuff. Well, they if he's banned from Facebook, Facebook damn near own everything. So he not. They, they don't own, they don't own YouTube. They don't own YouTube. That's Google. Still catching. Uh, but, um, not saying my take is right, but just another angle. Stay woke, black people. If we're going to be woke, we need to be woke of our own people as well. Uh, I, I guarantee Brother Malcolm will preach that. Uh, uh, you could be right. I don't know. No, no, no. I told you, nigga, you got to hold my family down in case these Muslim niggas come for me. But so don't comment be... on that. Just segue no, to something. I'm going to give my point of view. 
what I'm a little the, afraid now. I'm not gonna lie. Don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> whether that was the case, whether that is the case or not, quite frankly, I really don't give a fuck. Because at this point, most black people are at a point where they are thinking for themselves, and to change that, you're gonna have to do more than take somebody out. You're gonna have to do more than get one person to. Uh, to, to change the views of everyone. Like, Cause I just feel like the timing on shit be crazy. You know what I mean? Like Nipsey, Nipsey just died. Nipsey is like a, you know, Nipsey was seen as like, I, I'll give him that. I see everybody posting up the prolific shit. I, I wasn't a fan of his music like that. I'm not gonna try to give it up like, yeah, that nigga had bars, none of that type shit. I started listening to him when he died like everybody else. And oh, he made nah. good music. He made empowering music. But I just feel at the same time that the time and all this is crazy. Like, Nipsey just died, which is seen as, like, a big, big... Like, he's like a Farrakhan in Cali. Nah, am I go- nah I won't say Farrakhan, but... Why not? He had the air, everybody. Everybody. Yeah, but I, I just... I don't want to disrespect Farrakhan's legend, like, legacy like that, because what Farrakhan did a lot of fucking work to be who he is. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter. It's still the, the caliber... Can still be equated. Like um, you are just because Farrakhan has been doing it longer doesn't mean you can't equate their level of influence. The reason I don't want to equate it because I feel like Nixon changed lives, but I feel like with Minister Farrakhan, eighty years on this planet, he changed a lot more. He touched a lot more people than Nipsey had. Uh, now if Nipsey had more time, I feel like of course. Now Nipsey, now at the point, God, with him being with him being dead, yeah, it, it, it magnetized who he is, and it's gonna take it up to the. He's gonna be, and then, he's gonna be forever watered. Right. And then, not to mention, Nipsey was an entertainer, so he was reaching a completely demog- different demographic than Farrakhan was. Farrakhan, Farrakhan ain't no entertainer, huh? Farrakhan is not an entertainer. Yeah. I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so. Nipsey touched way more people. Farrakhan has been doing it a lot longer. So you got to see you get to see his uh, the changes that came from him with the people that's around him. Being that Nipsey was an entertainer, you don't necessarily know who the changes that he made. You right. right. And and being and that wasn't a fair that wasn't fair for me to say that because I, I really wasn't a fan. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I knew what Nipsey Hussle was. I knew he had Laura London. You know what I mean? But I didn't know. I really didn't know his story. You know what I mean? I seen a couple interviews with him. I thought he was a, a decent dude. But I didn't know all the work that he was actually putting in right. on his own. So, right. so, so, matter of fact, let me let you make your point first. And then I'll segue to but, something. Oh, I was going to say, but see, I did. Like, me, I wasn't a fan of Nipsey's music up until... I would say Slotion Boy 2. Uh, and I wouldn't even say I was a fan. That's not I, I, I gained uh I started listening to his music, but I gained interest before that with some of his interviews that I seen and uh where he was just more so in the street talking. Like he's around a bunch of other around a bunch of other team members, but he's not talking gangsters and that's when that's when I was 
wanted to learn more. And then found out that he was a, he was a rapper. So, I feel you. Mine's a, a, a tad bit different on how I was introduced. Which is why once I heard, once I did hear this music, and heard how consistent he was, I was going to that is what I like about Nipsey's music is that he was very, very consistent with the message. So I definitely appreciate that. Like, I would let, you know, not that I, I stop my kids from listening to certain music, even though I should probably, but I would definitely recommend Jalil to listen to a Nipsey Hustle. And that, 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 uh, so what I was going to go into with the Nipsey shit is this, right? Um, do you believe in the conspiracy theories and not just with the Nipsey hustle thing, but just period, like with a lot of shit that, so you think they killed Dr. CB because he really had to kill for AIDS? Yep. I've been following Dr. Sebi way before they started talking about Nipsey. All right, so my question about that is, because I'm not going to act like I followed Dr. Sebi. I've been following Dr. Sebi since 2012. Once I first, uh, no, no, no. All right, so I, then. When I first came to, uh, a year after I came to Dylan, 2013. So then you got some real um insight on this guy. Yeah. All right, so then I got a few questions. Huh? You know what I mean? I got a few questions. Oh, I can't hide you put it in there. Because a nigga like me, boy. I find out the cure for AIDS, my nigga. I ain't gonna front. If I don't, if I don't try to be greedy and make a coin like everybody else do, I'm telling all my niggas. What makes you think he didn't? That, that's the question. What makes? So you... what's up? These niggas ain't giving us the cure because they shook. Yeah. Let, let me. Who? Doctor Sebi? People? Yeah. No, it's still out there. They still have it. Like they still have it. People still go to them. His family. It's, so why not just throw that shit on YouTube and, and blow up the whole pharmaceutical they have the whole Instagram page? This all this shit is on YouTube. That's how I started following him. Because at the time, I'm gonna show you how I started following Dr. Taylor. When I uh when I came out here a year after being out here in Georgia, I um started gaining mad weight. So I was just looking up different videos on how to lose weight, eat different, and stop eating all them fucking snacks, nigga. Nah. Listen. This is Seymour, a.k.a. Snacks, y'all. This nigga, yeah, this I'm sorry, really I had to cut you off real quick. Yeah. This nigga is the snack king, boy. That nigga got to eat snacks all day, every day. We'll be at work, busting our ass. Instead of this nigga go get a sandwich, this nigga go buy some cookies. He's a snacky-ass nigga. But go ahead. I don't look like it, though. <laughs> That's a fucking lie, too. Fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't look like it. In the summertime, he don't look like it. In the summertime. Catch that nigga in the wintertime. But, uh, but yeah, I started watching that. So I came across one of his uh, videos that said, um, starches, no starches in blood. No what? No, no starches in blood on YouTube. No starches in blood? Yeah. So, you know. Like starch, you mean like rice? Yeah, like rice. Okay. So, uh, rice, pasta, all of that stuff. So, you know, me seeing that, I'm like, I wonder what that's about. So I clicked on him. And he's talking. He's in the classroom. He's in the classroom. 
Speak up a little louder, bro, because I can barely hear you, oh. so I know the audience can hear you. I said, because you should stop eating, She was on her way to him, right? When no, she, she was crashed? No, she was out there. She to see him, there. though. Yeah, she had already been out there and she was she was she kept going back. Um, so she had she was taking friends with her and she was she was teaching them. And and then one day driving, she got to a car accident. She went and drove off the road. Rest in peace left out. Yeah, rest in peace left And and Nipsey too. Yes. All the fallen. So that's how I got into got into him. Like I'm always researching different things, and every time I research, I run into new things that I may not even be looking for. And I always want to go deeper. Want to go dive into that rabbit hole? There you go. But me diving into that rabbit hole keeps me woke. I mean, and yo, let me just say this. Fuck woke, my nigga. I hate that saying. Like, on some real shit. And I'm going to tell you why. Because when you say woke, it's like niggas asleep. They are. Like, boy, niggas ain't sleep, boy. Don't believe that. Yes, Yo, niggas is just comfortable with their environment. Everybody ain't out here trying to seek a, a deeper meaning to this shit. Some niggas look at this shit like, yeah, nigga, I live and I die. That's it. No, but... Why is that? Because you said why is that? Because what? They're sleeping. They don't. They don't. They actually really not sleeping. I think that they they actually see life for what it is because that's all we do do is live to die. And then in all actuality, I think what happens is that uh, because people are seeking deeper meanings, it means they're woke and everybody else is asleep. No. Nigga, you could just be a nigga that's taking life too serious because I look at it like this. Me you think, you think, you think, 
Hold on, but my, my thing is this, right? You think bugs and shit, like, think about, you think bugs and shit got the consciousness to come up with shit to be like, nah, this shit gotta have a deeper meaning. Like, 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 boom. Prime example, like religion. Now, you know I believe in God. You don't really practice religion like that, you know what I'm saying? I don't believe in God. We're going to keep it honest. You do, I don't. I don't believe in religion. Religion is what it is. I, I, I give it that. I'm not going to take anything away from religion, but I don't believe in God at all. And I don't practice any type of religion. Okay, I, I, I'll let you voice that. I'm not going right. to be putting you in that type of box. Gotcha. But, um, so... I believe in God, but then sometimes I just look around and look at the fucking ants. Mm-hmm. That when I'm hopping out my truck, I just stop on a whole shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then it makes me think like, nigga, I'm an ant. They didn't know this big ass foot was coming. And I won't know when my big foot is coming. You feel me? Right. This year, remember earlier when we were talking... Uh, before we got before we got on the podcast, I said you used to see roaches. people as roaches. Right. Same shit. No different. But <laughs> but the human being in me and having a brain that's complex and able to have an imagination and do all these other wonderful things that God has allowed us to do makes me believe that there is a God. Because I'm gonna tell you why, and I think it's a fear thing. You know what I mean? People cannot live this life knowing that they're going to die because I'm going to tell you some real shit and I'm being real with my audience right now. It'll be times where I think about death and I'm spooked. My heart's all beating fast. Everything. I, I, I literally get scared because I think about my kids. I think about my girl. I think about would it be the right time? Are they going to be okay? You know, sit like that. Let me ask you a question. When will there ever be a right time for... For me? No, for a family member to have to deal with your death? Um, Me being honest, I think a family member will be okay with my death if they felt like... um, First of all, I don't think any family is okay with death if it's murder. You know what I'm saying? Now, I think that if I died living my best life, which is pretty much what I'm doing right now, taking mm-hmm. care of my kids and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that, like, this is the time, because this is definitely not All right. the time, you feel me? But what I'm saying is, is that I think for the most part, people that know me and that's close to me, like you, they know that I'm really happy with life right now. Right. Now, I mean, everything isn't, like, ideally the way I want it, but overall... I am happy with my life. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate it. As am I. So, the main answer for me is I think they shouldn't grieve if my head is gray and my beard is gray. Right. And I have, um, you know, because my, my whole goal with this shit, bro, is with life, period, is to, um, you know, make sure my kids get a, a, a better start. Meaning, like, make sure I provide them a, with, you know, l- just better opportunities than we had, which is something I feel like I'm fulfilling right now. But as a parent, when they get older, you know what I'm saying? When they got to make real life decisions, I want to know that I was able to help guide them do that. Right. And then, um, you know, really, having grandkids would be great, but I really just want to see my kids grown and know that they're okay. 
Because I feel like if I'm dying and I don't know that, the panic that would go through my body, I wouldn't die peacefully. So let me know what I'm saying? What makes you think that your death won't won't send them in a spark something in them? Right, send them in a different direction. Like they could be okay right now, but it could be okay when they're older, then when you die, it could fuck them up. You're right. Damn. But it can also. also I'm glad you said that. It can also make them better. No, but I'm glad you said that because there's no, there's no, like you just made me kind of realize that my nigga, no matter when it happens, it's going to affect people. And just because you see them in position when you're here doesn't mean as soon as your eyes close that that can't miraculously change. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, I do know that because. You know, uh, rest in peace to my aunt Gina. You know, I, uh, you know, I've had my aunt pass recently, yep. and um, I see it now with her children. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they, they're different, and I don't even think they know they're different. Nah, they, lo- they may be lost right now. Very lost. They may Very lost out. without their mother. They may come out of it. I'm pretty sure they will. As most. No, those, are, those, those are my aunt Gina kids. They're gonna come out of it, but. The thing about it is, um, and this is a, a, a good way to segue. You still affected by it. You want to know some real shit, say, Mom? Uh-huh. I was affected by it because my Aunt Gina, I loved her, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, for real, for real. That was the aunt crib you go to. That was the aunt you was always happy to see, you right. know what I'm saying? And my Aunt Gina used to pop hella shit, my nigga. Like, she was the auntie that... Loved everybody, but stay the fuck away from me type shit. But I love y'all. Come see me, but don't stay too long. <laughs> you feel me? She was that aunt. She was the aunt, like, you come over, you spend the night. She happy to see you. You stay a second night. When you wake up the next morning on the couch, you hear her popping shit. Now nah, I wish these niggas get the fuck up out of my house. So, you know what I mean? You know, niggas always love that aunt because, you know, they cook good. Mm-hmm. Everything is just lit when you go to Aunt Gina cook. You know what I mean? That's where we used to spend our summers as kids. Mm-hmm. So it affected me. But at the same time, bro, and I never expressed this to nobody, it was a sense of happiness for me, too. And I hope her kids don't take this the wrong way because, you know, that's their mom. But it was a sense of, you know, I didn't feel my Aunt Gina was happy. You know what I'm saying? I felt like she she really wasn't, like, happy. Not that she wanted to die, because I don't think that was the case at all. But I don't feel like she was, like, happy. You know what I mean? Able to really, like, enjoy herself. Mm -hmm. And being that I believe in God and afterlife, I feel like she's chilling now. You know what I'm saying? The burden is off of her. She left her kids, you know, with the apartment and shit. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like... She don't got to be in this world worrying about the day-to-day shit no more. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I see a sense... I see that... I look at death as a, a sense of peace. Like, you know what I mean? It's over, bro. Like, you know what I mean? This shit is over. Ain't no more working, no job. Ain't no more worrying about the shit that we worry about, like money. Ain't no more worrying about none of that shit. Like, you, you can't. You don't have no control over it. And I try now... To, you know, I try to always remember that. That's why you see I've been doing mad overtime at work because mm-hmm. now I'm trying to get the memories popping. 
And what I mean by that, like, I want to be able to take my family on a vacation, my daughter, my son, my baby boy, my girl, and we all out there together enjoying ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit like that, to me, is the shit that when somebody's dead and gone, you reflect on. Like, y'all remember when we went on vacation, the da-da-da-da-da, and we had so much fun, and dad did this, and, and shit like that. So now I'm working on the memories, because I ain't gonna lie, you know, everybody's saying this shit, but the Nipsey shit, it did hit home for me, but it didn't hit home for me how I did with other niggas, because niggas was like, yo, he was a great guy, it shouldn't happen to him, da 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 You know what I'm saying? I didn't get that sentiment at first, because like I said, I, I didn't know of his work like that. Right. But what I did get was, damn, my nigga, this nigga was young, he had a wife, a bad wife, Laura London. He looked like he was enjoying his life. He was an entrepreneur. He was doing his thing. And most of all, he wasn't an ignorant-ass rap nigga. Right. So it just shows me, like, yo, good niggas die, too, my nigga. They die first. Good niggas with good intentions die, too. I ain't going to say they die first, because then that'll make it seem like the whole world is full of nothing but fucked up people. Uh, and I don't believe that. Uh. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of fucked up people, bro, but I believe just for as many, just for the one fucked up person it is, there's about 10 people that's good people. True. That you could, I, I just, I, I believe, and I could be, I do believe this is my naiveness, but I do believe that, uh, I do believe that, and this, this is me probably being naive because I'm from the hood and I know I'm better. Believe, I'm probably going to believe exactly what you're about to say. But go ahead. But I believe majority of people are good, my nigga. I don't believe majority of people have these foul intentions and shit like that. I feel like situations is what brings, you know, the dark out of people. Because you get put in situations where you're back against the wall. What the fuck are you supposed to do? I've been in them situations. Like, so I, I, so I, I, I like, I don't feel, I don't, yeah, I met some niggas that's just straight evil. But I always feel like... It's something behind that. You know what I mean? They're not just evil because they woke up evil. I feel like there's that's it's a process to that. Like there's a you know what I'm saying? If I'm if I'm I do making it clear. Yeah, one hundred percent. I used to be maybe one you can one. make I'm it clearer for me. I used to be one. Just just like I said, uh who's to say your death won't send your kids in a different direction. Cause like for me, that that's what happened. My cousin died. When I was 12 years old, sent me in a totally different direction. So, so wait, 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 hold on. You know what I mean? Because um, if you don't want to go into that, like, you know, deeply, then you can say that right now. Because I'm definitely curious to ask some questions, though. Yeah, ask a question. So, um, matter of fact, first of all, let's, let's give a rest in peace to your cousin. Mm-hmm. Now, say his name, bro. Buddha. Recipes to Buddha and um recipes to juice too. Euro yep. Juice yep. birthday was just it was yesterday, right? Yep. Shout out to Euro Juice. Happy birthday. You're you know right. what I mean? I ain't no juice like that, but what I will say is this. You're getting a lot of love out here, brother. Still to this day. In the world, I thought I was the happiest person. Nah. I think I seen him upset maybe two times. I seen somebody shot his car, shooting at somebody else. And some girl, his girlfriend made him mad. 
Oh, okay, because you know, I, I I used to see Juice just like you know through the hood, and I just knew Juice as oh that's the fly nigga that's related to AB. That's it. Be honest, you know what I'm saying, and that's not a bad thing. I'm not trying to. I don't want people to take that as like I'm trying to say it to shit on him because I'm that's not saying it like that. That's how you. I just that. I just knew this nigga was the nigga that always had like like Margella, all the foreign shit that you know regular you niggas don't be wearing. On. Right, everybody was getting up on after it came out on the phone. Nah, nah, niggas was up on it, but niggas couldn't get it. You know what I'm saying? So everybody was not wearing that shit. Right. So um, that's how I knew him. But you know, the question I wanted to ask is like, um, what about your cousin dying? Wait, first of all, what type of transformation do you think you made? Who was you before he died, and who do you feel you became after? Um, and before he died, I could tell you, I was. The happy, people-pleasing kid. You know? Like, I wanted to see... Just want to do everybody, make everybody happy. I know what you mean. That's what I was. And he was... He was uh, the oldest grandchild. And then, you know, his sister was the second oldest. And then I was the third. So, for me... And I... And, like, of all my siblings, I was the oldest. So he was my big brother. He did. Okay, to, I get it. If I wanted to go to the store, I had to go with him when I was younger. Or if I was outside. I got a cousin like that. Shout out to was, my cousin Malik. If I was outside playing, uh, outside playing, and I wanted something from the store, I didn't have no money, he'll go get it. So it was just like, this is my big brother, the closest thing to me. Um, And now he's he's taken. So, I'm like, oh, that's what shaped my views, started to shape my views of the world. Anybody could go at any given time. So, I used, now... I used now to care with... that before, before he died. After he died, yeah, I, I could care less. Like, I started living life in horribly. I put it like that. Like, I hated people. I didn't trust nobody. It wasn't family. It wasn't fucking with you. Um, but, uh, anytime I, had, anytime I did have a conversation with people, nine times out of ten, I was thinking of ways to hurt them because I always felt that somebody was going to plot to get me. Like, I, I tell you, my first goal in life was to make it to six points. So that's when he died at the age of 16. So my first goal was to make it. Just turn 16. Yeah. Damn, boy, he that's died, fucked He up. died a week after his birthday. So his birthday is December 20th. Right? He, died, he yeah. died December 27th. But he didn't even get to enjoy it. And he was locked up for his birthday for something petty. He had just came home. And he was only locked up for like maybe two weeks or so. It wasn't long. Was it like a bid? You mean like a little scared bid? Quick Rikers Island back on the land? Yeah. Like I said, for some petty. For cops just being some asshole. Stopped him. He's talking crazy. They locked him up. All right, so I got to ask, because, you know, this is what I do. But uh, first of all, like, as far as the transformation, I know you said that, you know, you cared a lot less about life, mm -hmm. um, things like that. So when you when he died, do you feel like you turned to, like, you know, a life of criminal, of, uh, like a criminal lifestyle? Uh, it, 
bit of the tongue from like I was ready for it at that point. So you think that that just prepped you to jump into the streets? Mm-hmm. And, and this is coming from somebody with uh, both parents in the house, going to work, is going to work every day, going to, going to college, like they got college degrees, stuff like that. And Talk that shit, big them Browns up, nigga. And it just it changed, it changed everything. So it made me into the the protector that I have to come today. So it's like I thought it was a lady. I felt I had to protect all my family that was around me. So it wouldn't happen again. So I was out. So he was so he was killed. Yeah, he was killed. God damn. He was uh he got shot at sixteen years old. He's a fucking baby, bro. Going to the store to get a sandwich. Come to find out, he's mistaken. Bullshit. Yep. And this is that 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 right there, bro. Real shit. That right there is exactly why I always had goals to get out the fucking hood, my nigga. Cause, and I'm not gonna act like I always felt like it was gonna happen. Cause a lot of days where I feel like, man, I ain't gonna be shit for real, for real. But at the same time. Just because it's stupid shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, a nigga could get killed going to buy a sandwich, my nigga. That's horrible. Yep. Like, that shit is horrible. You know what I mean? But, damn, that's horrible. See, um, because you went deep. I'm going to go, you know what I mean? I got to, I'm going to go in. I'm not going to leave you out there to be vulnerable. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not. I was cool. I'm cool. If you don't want to. No, but I just feel like that. Because for me, definitely. Very, very different, bro. Very different. Like, um, I I was going to funerals for as long as I can remember. You know what I mean? My, I think the first funeral that I could think of that popped in my head right away was my uncle Ernest. Um, I didn't know him like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I definitely didn't know him like that. And I don't think he was my uncle because he was my grandmother's brother. I don't know what that makes him to me again, but um. But the funny shit, well, it's not funny. And, you know, I never really told people this. And I meant to ask you, wait, let me go backwards a little bit because I want to ask you one more question and then I'll go into, like, my little bullshit, my story. But um, why didn't you talk to anybody, like your parents? You had both of them there and, or your brothers or your Like, you had people around to talk to. Why you didn't express those feelings to them? Uh... I don't know. It was anger. Take it in. It was, I don't know. I guess I was just so angry. I didn't want to talk to anybody. Like, at the time. Like, and your, your your parents didn't take, like, a notice into, like, the chain? Uh, or not, did it work and shit not, like that make them a really little because, cut? Because they were at work. Like, my father, he worked all the time. All the time. And Provider. Yes. My mom, she worked How old was your parents at around that time? Uh they were in their thirties. They're about the age I'm I am now. So they at the age where we at where we're striving for yes. better for our kids. Right. Got you, got you, got you. So, so now I completely understand. I just wanna make it clear to the audience that they wasn't like 
running the streets. They were actually at the age where they just realized, like, yo, we got to do a lot more to make shit happen. But my bad. Go ahead. So they were doing that, and my focus was just, all right, I don't need to talk to nobody because I just got to make sure I do what I got to do for my brothers, my sisters, cousins, and anybody else. So if it was going to happen to anybody, it was going to happen to me. And that's just what it was. So I got to ask another question. I'm going to go into my shit. I'm sorry. You didn't think about, like, it never dawned on you, like, yo. And I got to use AB because AB is who I know. You know what I'm saying? It never dawned on you, like, yo. You are to AB what your cousin was to you. And if he lose you, he might go in deeper than you did. Uh, no, it didn't dawn on me. That didn't dawn on me. Um, because we were actually going through it together. Because AB was actually with him when he got shot. He went to the show oh with them. And it was like, it was a blizzard. Matter of fact, 95 blizzard. It was a 95 blizzard. All the snow was on the floor. A was flipping, playing in the snow. So I was 12. A was, A had just turned 11. A was my age. Yeah, he had just turned 11. But it, I'm not going to put his birthday and all that out there. So, um, he went to the store, but he was there. So, he had the... Yeah, 80s, out. baby. Yo, 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 your shit changed, bro. Oh. He had floor bleeding in the snow. Uh, well, actually, what I heard, it wasn't even this blood. Um, but I had to look at him on the floor with the, with the holes in him. And he had to run upstairs in the project to tell everybody. To come tell an adult. Right. And he couldn't even speak. Like, he just said, it's Buddha. Like, couldn't even say what happened. But the look on his face told everybody what it was. Because nobody heard gunshots. Nobody heard nothing. Damn. So, and then from there, like, afterwards, A A was going uh, to real six. So, from there, A couldn't say, they didn't want to keep A around there anymore. So I wasn't even seeing A like that anymore because he ended up having a move with my aunt and queen. They yo. Did, yo. 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 The sound changed again, bro. It's in my ear. And you low as fuck right now. Hold on. Hold on. No, that was my end. My bad. Okay. But yeah, I was saying, uh, I didn't think, I, I wasn't thinking about A so much because. He was going through it on his own. We didn't really speak about it, but we had that understanding because we were so close. And then, like I said, I didn't see him because he had to go. They, they moved him out. They moved him out the house. They moved him with my aunt because they didn't want whoever that did that Sabuda to come back and... And try to do it to A, thinking he witnessed something. Right. So, that was that. Was that. So, I wasn't I was like two, I didn't really see him for like two years. I would probably see him on the weekend when he will come back home. Yo, you can no comment this next question, but I have to ask. No problem. Um, did your family, you know, cooperate with the police? Nope. Being that he was killed? Nope. Only thing they you- wanted to know is that they found, they found out who did it. That's all they wanted to know. Do you think that's okay? Uh, I do. 
Why? Now I'm I'm pussy like this. Although it was a, a case of mistaken identity, my cousin was a really good shoot. He wasn't. So now if that was now if that was the case, he was a really good two shoes and my whole family was like just lived a, a great narrow life their entire lives. Then yeah, I would see it as okay. But when when you have certain people that do or were dabbling in the streets, if you dabbling in the streets, you know things can happen. I don't think you know it's that so at the age of sixteen, bro. Nah, because I knew it at the age of sixteen. Because you seen what happened to your cousin. Right, but my cousin was out and about before me. Now he got killed two o'clock in the morning. Remember, he got arrested. He so he knows, and some of his friends got killed. So he knows what 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 goes on at sixteen. You grow up fast in the projects. You know that, so you know what's going on a lot more than the kid from the suburbs. I, I do believe that, but what I will say is this: I believe, and I was just thinking about this the other day. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. People, uh, everyone that's basically going to be listening to this podcast, all I ask is that you uh, you bear with us. I don't know what happened to Weed. 